Hey now, hey now, welcome everybody, welcome one, welcome all to another episode, episode 105 of the You Need It, You Want It, You Got It, the You Need Ahara podcast. We've got a fun show tonight. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Christian, I have to say, you were right. Um, I put it to the test and everything does taste better. Out of the Halloween Resurrection Tumblr. <laughs> you know, I, I loved, this is how they had it displayed. So I saw it and I was like, Halloween Resurrection, fuck yeah. And then I turned it over and I was like, okay, this is kind of corny. When it's Michael and it says, I'm a stalker, not a talker. And I'm like, kind of lame, but Halloween Resurrection. So yeah. Everything does taste better out of it. I highly recommend it, guys. My spirit only had one left, so I'm oh, very glad. My sellers, for sure. The Glendalls were gone. They opened today. My local one did. They had four Glendalls, and I asked one of the workers. He was like, one person came in and bought all four. That's insane. That's fucked up. Whoever you are, you're an asshole. Yep. Scalpers. Dick. They're going to mm-hmm. double the price on the on the, uh, eBay for them. No, they had... They had the resurrection cup like that, but they didn't have it with the that kind of lid and the straw. It was a like a what like for coffee, like the mm-hmm. one with like a little. That's the kind I got. Yeah, yeah. This is the tumbler with like the, you know, the straw that doesn't come out and the twist top. I also got. I actually made sure to point this out in my video too. The uh, love it by the way. The curse of Michael Myers lanyard. Uh, absolutely love it. But on oh, the tag, nice. Yeah, well, it's reversible. You got that, and then on the other side, you got Kara and the knife from the poster. Nice. Um, not just that; I already put my car keys on it. But uh, it's got the uh, little poster, and uh, the coolest thing on it actually was this bad boy. If I can find, oh yeah, little knife. Um, yeah, very cool. But on the tag, it said Halloween H two O. And I picked it up, and in my video, I showed the tag and then showed the lanyard. I was like, really now? Um, yeah, I only got a couple little things. I got this sweatshirt, and then I got Oops. this Poltergeist cup, which looked awesome, and uh, this Jeepers Creepers cup. Yeah, they didn't have that when I wanted to get that. I got a yep. Scream cup. It had Ghostface. It's kind of purpley. It's got like a purple hue yep. on it. Yep, know? I saw that one. They're uh, only, I mean, these are three bucks, man. And if yeah. you remember back in the day, when they would do these cups, it would be like printed on labels almost. So if you washed it a couple times, it would start to peel. They, they I've, peel off. I've noticed now it's not like that. This shit is on there. So for three <laughs> bucks, you really can't go wrong. No, no, I like those. But what I was going to say, what's, what's interesting to me is you could go, like if you find like Halloween merchandise around, sometimes that's Spirit and sometimes like t-shirts at Walmart, they'll have images of like a michael from a certain movie but it'll be marketed or licensed from curse it's really Mm -hmm. weird and i I always wonder why that is are are curses licensing the cheapest you know what i mean like you know that pumpkin that michael holds with the knife that was mm -hmm. really popular that's that was a curse of michael myers product yes but it was definitely h2o right i mean that or even the first one but the pumpkin is from Cursed, so I guess yes, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a ghost face one that I really want, where he's holding it's ghost face holding a little pumpkin that light, and a pumpkin lights up. I doubt you saw that in stores. I yet. didn't see it. No, 
Yeah. And then, of course, the Chucky uh, Jack in the Box. No, I definitely want that. So, uh, Well, the Jack in the Box, uh, I told you guys, I, I did reach out to Steve, and he said they're not in stores yet. So it's one of those things when they have these licensed hot ticket items, uh, sometimes they take a little longer to roll out. It just is what it is. Yeah. Very well. And tomorrow, Texas Chainsaw comes out. So I'm super pumped about that, the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think me and you could play. Because you have Xbox and I have PlayStation. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can crossplay now. Did they change it? Because I thought it was that way, and then yesterday people were telling me, "No, nah, dude, they they put out a, like a brochure thing online that showed who can play with who, and it didn't look like Xbox could. It looks like next gen can play with next gen on cross, but I don't think I can well, play. With I have the mo- I have the most recent Xbox that came out, the Series S or Series X or whatever it is. So. Uh, fingers, uh, fingers crossed. If it'll pull up, hold on. There it is. When you're a trash human being, fuck boy, but she keeps coming back to you because you're a dick warlock. <laughs> <laughs> that shit kills me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So we are doing the horror icons tier. Um, do we, we want to talk about where we got the idea for this? Or Yeah, I'll just give a shout out really quick. I got this idea uh, from Cody Leach. Uh, I know he's not the first person to do it, but, uh, you know, Cody, friend of the show. We like Cody. Uh, I saw his list. It pissed me off. It pissed me off. So I reached out to Christian about his list. I was like, man, some of these I was just like, damn you. And he was like, dude, we should do it. And I was like, let's do it. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. But shout out to Cody because, you know, because you know there'd be one person that'd go in the comments back. Didn't Cody Leach just do this? Yes. We're giving him credit. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just want to have a fun time like everybody else. So if I see an idea that people are doing and I like it, you damn right. I want to do it too. So, uh, so like, I, I, I also want to say like, if I forgot somebody after the fact, or if you think of something that I didn't put on the list, let me know. And of course I'll, we could just talk about it right here and then, but for the people in the comments that might have say you forgot this or that, I'm sorry. Like I, I seriously was sitting here thinking of what to put on here, and you know, it, I, it gets to a point, man. Though there's so many. Do you really want to be here all night? You want to do this for four hours? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. So let me pull it up. I've got our uh, our tier list right here, and. Don't look at the people too much because I don't want you to think about it. But I've got five uh, tiers. I've got the first one being Icon because that's what the name of the show is, Horror Icons. Then you've got the second column, which is Semi-Icon, which means obviously they're like they're like a B tier. you got your A tier, which is the greats and the B tiers. Then I had the third one. I called it Cult, meaning like they certainly have a fan base. But you may not every but it may not be something you consider to be A or B. Consider it possibly C. Then I had one called subculture, which means there is a big there are diehards for it, but they're one to ten of like the big ones, whatever you want to put it as. And then I have the last one called back of the line. So Hell yeah. Well, I mean, how you want to kick this off? You want to just grab one and start the conversation? Yeah, I mean, we can start it right here from le- left left to right. And the first one on here is Predator, which is an interesting one to start with. 
I know my answer. Oh, we have to figure this out, by the way. What? What happens if we disagree? There's no, there's no third per. Well, I, it's not like I did like put. I didn't put two of them on here for both me and you to have because I was like, eh. Do we split the difference? Do we if both we get a, we both get a trump card, so to speak, to where? How about this? How about this? If we don't agree, we don't rank it until we get through all of them. We leave them down there, and then we come back to it, and we have to decide on one. We stew on it for a little bit. Okay. So for if you for, know what predator is, don't say it yet. Then let me say it, and we can see if you agree. Okay. Because I don't go. want you to sway me. You go. You go. You go. I think. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, I'm being honest with myself. I think Predator is a semi icon. Same here. So no disagreement. Great first movie. Uh, there's people that have a lot of fun with the second one, but nobody would say it's a great movie. Um, you know, Predators is pretty good. Uh, the AVP movies, the first one's all right. The second one kind of blows. And Jones. the Predator, yeah, the Predator was ass. Uh, just asshole. Uh, so bad. And uh, Prey was really good. But I mean, when you're, when like half of your movies, I, I don't even know if I'd say that because we're going to get into a franchise later that I would make the different argument for. Um, yeah, a semi icon. You got anything to add there? Uh, no, I, I just wanted to say this though. Uh, Pre- Prey just got announced on 4K finally. So that's coming out in early October, Blu ray and 4K. So if you're a fan of that, no, you can be able to October third, brother. Um, all right, semi icon. I agree, of course. Uh, I yeah. I I don't know. I think it, it's a personal. I think it's a, could be a personal take on. Do bad movies take it out of an icon status, even if it is something that everybody knows? That's something I, I think a personal take is something that you can have. Mm-hmm. But for me, even though there's more bad than good. I think Predator is in the in the mainstream and pretty much has been. I think everybody knows what it is or at least has heard of it. And you got to remember it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film above anything else that he that the first one is. So Yeah, and I would almost argue though that that first one is remembered more for Arnold than the Predator. So of course. That, yeah. Of course. And I tell people that I was like you cannot forget that's it's not it's not a Predator movie. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's definitely something to take into consideration. Um, so next up we have alien. And for some reason I use a picture of alien from covenant, which I hate that. movie. <laughs> that movie's not that bad. I thought it was all right. Oh, this one, this one's hard. This one's hard because you could say semi icon and, and like you could make that argument just like predator, but honestly, is it wrong of me to say that I think that alien is more popular I don't think so. I, I I think Alien. I think Alien did more for Predator with the Alien versus Predator movies than Predator did anything for Alien. I think Alien is way more distinguished. And we're talking about, you know, Jim Cameron, Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver, like Daniel Bannon. Yeah, I mean, Legend. yeah. I'm 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 gonna say Icon. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Oh, I, I without a doubt, I would agree that alien. Is yeah, but alien. I just knew I was trying to parse that on my head because I know there's going to be somebody like, oh, you put him an icon, but not Predator. And it's like, oh, oh, come, come on, man! Like, I Alien became, you know, it's like Alien. It's not the same 
if you really think about it, Alien became a great move, became a classic because it was well written and it was scary as fuck. Predator became a classic because it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It had a, a, a giant movie star attached to it. Alien mm-hmm. did not. You know, at the time, none of those people were mega stars yet. No, they would no. become Sigourney would. You know, Lance Henriksen mm-hmm. would become definitely a cult actor that had a lot of fans. But they were they weren't stars back then. No. Alien Alien became successful on its own merit, not taking anything away from Predator. It's a classic as well. But it, it wouldn't have the, the cultural impact if Arnold wasn't in that first movie. So. I would agree. Yeah, it could be a totally different ballgame. Yep. <clears throat> well, um, we agree so far. Yeah. Next up, we have Blade representing the Puppet Master series. Mm, okay, so... I'm stuck right now between cult and what's the one below it? Subculture. Cult and subculture. But I'm going to say subculture. I, I Personally, I, I could make an argument for cult. By the way, guys, funny story. Christian is surprised that I've seen these movies. He didn't know because I never really talked about it. Um, I'm not surprised you've seen all of them, too. Like, dude, literally except, the newest, except the newest one. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. Um, Blade is terrible. That's what you're referring to. And whatever's the most recent one that came out, that's the that's the one I haven't seen. Um, I can make an argument for Colt based off of my enjoyment of it, but if I'm being honest, you know, Full Moon, Puppet Master, they're the types of movies that you I, I've literally seen at Walmart in the five dollar bin like so many times. I'm I'm gonna say subculture. I'm gonna say I, that's what I would say. I was gonna go Cult because. Unlike some of the things that might be on this list, to me, Puppet Master, especially for millennials and older, they all know what it is. I mean, because we all they all saw the VHS at Blockbuster. Uh, they all are aware of it. And not only that, like NECA saw fit that, hey, this has enough of a popularity to, to make figures for. Put so it in cult. I, yeah, I you won't. Like, cult. like I said, I, you won't get argument for me there. I, I was debating between the two. Personally, I'd put it in cult. I was objectively, yeah, put it in cult. Fuck it. You thought I was going to say icon? <laughs> no, no. I, I was, I was pretty sure you were going to say cult. But well, there's that. <clears throat> Next up, this is where I think we really need to try to be as objective as possible. I put Doctor Loomis on the horror icons bracket because most of these are villains and not all, but I, I thought, you know what, that's something I, I I thought would be interesting. So I have Dr. Loomis next for the horror icons list. You want to ask the Halloween guy? I'll be objective here. Who's on all the t-shirts? Who's on the cover of the movies? Semi icon. He is not an icon because they're not his movies. Having said that, Everybody knows who Dr. Loomis is. Halloween doesn't work without Dr. Loomis. And the series has not been the same since he died. It's, it's just a fact. These are, these are facts. He's such a popular character that even Rob Zombie felt he needed to get an A-list actor to portray him in his reboot. And Malcolm McDowell does a great job, by the way. Um, but he's not an icon. As much as the fanboy in me in Halloween, you know, would say, oh, he's an icon. He's iconic. It's, it's Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance as an actor is a borderline icon. Yeah, sure. Especially over in, in England. Um, 
But I think Dr. Loomis is just a semi-icon because he plays second fiddle to the real icon. So that's my opinion. If Dr. Loomis was in Halloween Ends, what what do you think his main objective would have been? Who would he have been going after? Corey. I think he I think he would have taken more of some of Lori's role. I think he would have known what Corey was or was would have Lori seen Lori Dr. Loomis in the movie. At times, yes. When she is trying, when she's trying to warn Allison, when she's almost kind of like keeping a close eye on Corey because she recognizes. I mean, she even has the line of like, "I, you know, I saw his eyes." Like that's a Loomis line. Like, yeah, I think she, I think Lori would have just been more of like this happy-go-lucky, doddering old woman in that movie. Had Loomis still been around, Loomis would have been the one that was like, "Nah, this guy's evil." Like, so yeah. You know, it, I was looking at the comments on my review I did, and it's so, dude, people either love it or they, when I say they hate it. Hate it. I, I got a few comments. You know, some people were like, I, I really don't understand how anybody could like a movie that disrespects Michael so much. It's like, this truly is an abomination. Like, I tr- like, I really can't understand how you could even like it. <laughs> and it's just, dude, it's interesting. These movies must really be... Like they must really mean a lot to people. I try to look at it in a positive light. Like when, like they get mad and they get mad. Like this is not a Halloween film. Like stop. I'm just like, wow, man, it's crazy. It's it. Look, I I understand, and we've talked about it a lot. And I don't want to be a dead horse. Um, I I respect how anybody feels about the movie, and I know that we're not going to change each other's minds. Um, But at the end of the day. It's fiction. Uh, and Michael Myers is a fictional character. And if they want to change it up, if you're going to change it up, it better be interesting. And I felt like it was interesting. So I accepted it. But a lot of people didn't think it was interesting. So they didn't accept it. I respect it. But Loomis, is, I think he's a semi-icon. Semi-icon. Last question is, I, every, every time I pulled up Twitter, I kept seeing it. Lee, I think Lee knows exactly what he's doing. I think he, he does. knows he's trying to stir up attention. Mm-hmm. God bless him, but he knew what he was doing. Do you agree that Halloween Ends is better than Scream 6? They're not even yeah. remotely the same film. Like They're not. What, they're that, not. what does that mean? Well, is he trying I, to say I, he likes it more than Scream 6? Yes, clearly. I Because I, I don't think you can make an objective argument in that case. They're very different films. Um Having said that, though, I do agree. I do agree because a lot of the reason why so many people like Scream 6 is because it was it was Scream on steroids. But it was a lot of what we had seen before. It definitely was. But that formula works. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, Halloween Ends was a complete subversion of expectations for good or bad. And it was something very different for that series. So which, again, understand why people hate it. Um, so like. I agree. I think it's a better movie. I think it took more risks and I think it's going to have them. I do agree with the take. And I think most people would agree with this. Even if they hate Halloween ends, you will remember Halloween ends far longer than you'll remember scream six. That movie will be talked about for a long time, a long time. So yeah, I, I, I would, I would take ends over scream six. I really would. With all that being said, I would put Dr. Loomis in semi icon as well. So far we're in agreement. Oh, so next up, we have Harry Warden from My Bloody Valentine. Cult. Cult. Uh, I just... I... 
And I, I would teeter on below Colt, Christian. I, I'll put it in Colt because I feel like you're going to go there too. But I would make the argument, and I think I'd be right in saying more people know Blade than Harry Warden. And we put Blade in Colt. God's honest truth, right hand to God. To me, I'd put I'm I'm trying to be objective, but I would put Harry Warden, and we can pass on it for now. But I would put Harry Warden in subculture. Let's do it. I just okay. said I was I was teetering on both. Uh, you know, I'm willing to have discussion about it. If you think it's subculture, let's do it because yeah. I think Blade's more popular. Oh, without question. I mean, yeah. To me, it's not. There's no question. And the people, if you're listening to this, yelling at your car. Hold on. Think about this for a second. This is in. This is for the general public. This is how they rank in the world based off of what do they do when they say, you know, the recent poll shows X has 30 percent of the vote right now. They don't ask the whole population. They ask 100 people. And if you mm-hmm. ask 100 people and you showed them this, a picture of Harry Ward, or you showed them a picture of the puppet, I guarantee you two to three, two out of three would probably say, Oh, I remember though. That was uh, we we didn't. I guarantee they even say that all the stuff that you would expect. We rented it. We didn't see that in theaters. That puppet movie. I remember that. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, as opposed to Harry Warden. Yep. You have to be a slasher fan to know what that movie is. That's subculture. Yep. I no argument for me there. I was trying to be a little forgiving, but yeah, no, you're right. Next up, we have. The 2000s horror maestro, Billy the Puppet, a.k.a. Jigsaw. This is where I wanted to set the record straight. Cody Leach and anybody that disagrees. Jigsaw is an icon. It is a franchise that's grossed over a billion dollars. You see that spiral, you know what it is. You see that puppet, you know what it is. You hear that voice. You know who it is. It's an icon. It ruled Halloween for damn near a decade. And 20 years after the first movie came out, there's another one coming out, bringing all these characters back, and it's got the internet abuzz. Icon. Without question, icon. I think when the movies... This is, this is my biggest argument for icon as well. When the movies stop, but the masks are still showing up at Walgreens every year, You've penetrated. You've broken a glass ceiling to where you're always going to be in the the minds of people. You've broken past. To me, it's the to me saw is the definition of an iconic franchise where it captured a it it, it had its net hands around the throat of culture for a long period of time, and even when it stopped, it didn't stop. You know. Mm-hmm. it's everything about and I and an iconic movie has everything good music you know uh memorable scenes memorable dialogue everything i think jigsaw is un, undeniably an icon mm-hmm. undeniably an icon that's how you'll, i feel you'll never think of halloween the holiday the same again never you'll hear that laugh you know that you'll you'll hear you'll think of hello zep like, it's just, yeah, icon. There we go. All right, well, next up we have Herbert West from Reanimator. You take this one first. You're a bigger fan of this movie than I am, so I want to know where you're sitting with it. I it, 
so there, there's a couple ways to look at it. You know, it's certainly not an iconic character for sure. Um, I think this is a movie that if you are quote unquote, a horror fan, you've at least seen it. It's, it's, it's like the movie you watch after you get into horror and you've watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloweens, and you want to get into 80s horror because you just love all the stuff you saw. And I'm an example of this. After I really got into horror, Reanimator was a movie I kept hearing about, kept seeing about, and I went right to it. It was like that next step intermediate horror movie. That's how I look at Reanimator. So it's like, it's I don't know if you would call it the gateway horror movie for to becoming a horror fanatic. But it's one of them, I feel like, in a sense. So for me, I, I think Reanimator uh, is about the same level, maybe a little bit under Puppet Master, but certainly above Harry Warden. I think way more people would recognize the poster for Reanimator. I think it's closer to cult and subculture. Yeah, I, I'll go cult as well. And I think, like you said, it is a it's a perfect gateway movie um there there yeah i i'd say, i i would personally watch reanimator over my bloody valentine uh and i would obviously like you said recognize the material from that over my bloody valentine so yeah uh, no argument colt here we go we are in agreement so far on a lot of this stuff. Some of it's probably hard to argue, though, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We got mm-hmm. some interesting ones for sure. Next up, we've got Tony Todd from Candyman. This is hard. This is hard because in my heart of hearts, Tony Todd as Daniel Robitaille is an icon just because of how good that first movie is. Yeah. Having said that, in pop culture, only the first movie and the reboot did anything to get people talking. I mean, anything at all. But I think that first, I, I'm going to be objective and I'm going to say semi icon, personally. Like, I mean, personally, I'd say icon. But if I'm being objective, I would say semi icon. There's only four movies, only two of them that most people even know about. So I think I have to be objective and say semi-icon. I hear you. It's tough. I don't know where to go. Because my definition of what I think a horror icon is, it's something that has multiple films that grasps culture and and, and, and dictates the genre. And I don't think that's what the Candyman franchise did, but dude, it's the damnedest thing. If you say Candyman, if you say it, people know it. And yeah. they know what they know. Yeah. Don't say it in the mirror. I I think if there is an exception for an icon, it would be Candyman. But you're going to make me happy if you vote icon because I said personally I'd put it in icon. So if well, I'm, that's... I'm fleshing it out in my head because okay. I mean, think about I, I'm I'm thinking about this. <clears throat> if you say Candyman to people, 
they I guarantee you if I went up to work and I talked to everybody, I just said, Do you know who Candyman is? They at least have heard of it if they haven't seen the movie, and they know it's a big scary black guy. Yeah. It's somehow one of those movies that it it's everlasting. Put it in icon. Fuck it. We don't yeah. even need to give this word salad. We both want to put him there. Let's do it. We know we want to. Even if it's just for the be my victim. Like, oh, fucking so good, man. So good. Let me tell you something, too. Really quick, Christian, anecdote about this. My mom told me in the 90s, after seeing that movie, every woman wanted to fuck him. Like, <laughs> everyone. Like, it. my mom was like, it was just something about his voice, the way he carried himself. He was terrifying in that movie, but also, like, seductive. Like, it's just like... And like he had such a lasting impact. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. All Let right. us know in the comments, guys. Did your moms or dads want to fuck Tony Todd? <laughs> so for the listeners that are on Spotify or, I, or Apple podcast in the icon column, we have Tony Todd's Candyman, jigsaw, an alien in the semi icon we have predator and dr loomis in the cult status which is middle we have blade representing the puppet master series and herbert west from reanimator and in subculture basically uh, you know a genre fan of a certain type we have harry warden from my buddy valentine and nobody has been in back of the line yet um so moving on this should be interesting. We have Jack Torrance from The Shining. One of the greatest horror films ever made. Yeah, yeah. And I think the sequel's better. I know I'm in the, the vast minority. Um, having said that, dude, it's Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance. I mean, like, seriously. Johnny! It's an, I, it's an icon. We don't even have to argue that, I don't think, right? I mean, if you told me semi-icon, I would listen to an argument for it because I couldn't you know, do that. I'd be lying. Because, well, I mean, if you, if fair enough, but I think there is an argument. If you say Jack Nicholson, you might get a wide answer for what people will say: the Joker, mm -hmm. or they may say maybe they'll say The Shining. Um, hell, maybe they'll say um, what's that movie where he has like uh, OCD or some shit where he can't like walk on cracks on the sidewalk. Oh fuck! I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Something's got to give. I, I I think I think about anger management too with Adam Sandler. Anger management. I'm so pretty, so so pretty. Um, but everybody knows here's Johnny. It's yeah. been oh, referenced yeah. to death throughout pop culture. That alone, Jack Torrance is an icon. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> if you would have said semi, though, I would have, I would have heard you. Out. Yeah, but I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to be objective tonight. I really am. Me too. Me too. Uh, next up, we have Sam from Trick or Treat. All right, Christian. When this movie came out, it was cult. It was absolutely cult. But when this movie came out, it didn't come out really. Yeah, yeah. But when it when it started to gain traction, when it got its home video release, it was cult. It was a cult hit. <clears throat> now, go into any Halloween store, you're going to see Sam all over the place, all over the place. He is synonymous with the holiday. Having said that, he's not an icon. 
It's got one movie. One movie. Now, are they number, actually making a sequel too? By the way, is it, is it actually Michael? My, Michael Doherty said yes. It and is, Winona Ryder's in it, or is I'm imagining that? That no, that 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 was actually reported before the strikes. So I, I will kiss that I, goodbye for a few. Yeah, years. we yeah we don't know. Um, but me personally, I would say after seeing Sam's lasting impact and how synonymous he's come with the holiday itself. I've got, I have to say semi-icon. You can't say cult anymore. You can't. Everybody knows who this motherfucker is. Everyone. Little kids going into Spirit Halloween. They see Sam everywhere. He's not an icon yet. But I think he's a semi-icon. I really do. Do you almost wonder, too, if Spirit Halloween gave him an a, 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 an even bigger fan base for people that probably don't even know him as a movie character? It's just this cute little thing that's just you see it and you're attracted to it. Yeah, but here's way, obviously, but like you're attracted mm-hmm. to that because there's something about Sam that's so lovable. And I think people might go to Spirit. You know, I've got those statues right there. I was looking at them and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, dude, you can't go to Spirit and not find Sam stuff. It's like it's everywhere. Mm hmm. You know, and they and put the that little reason, thing out too. I mean, which for, I got. for that reason alone, man. I mean, like, we're not talking about trick or treat. It's trick or treat iconic. No, the we're movie? asking is Sam. Where does yeah. Sam go? He's a semi icon. Really is. And 10 years from now, especially if they make a sequel and it's a big hit, he could be an icon. Dead ass. And, and I hope it goes to theaters too. That oh, way it, it absolutely would. Legendary. After how popular he's become, there's no way they wouldn't. No way. Like, yeah, I would go to theaters. How dumb does Warner Brothers have to be? Pretty uh, fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, I get it on paper. It's like anthology movie. Um, didn't they stop doing those like in the nineties? Like, I can I understand it a little bit, but oh man, it's so. And I think the first time I saw Trick or Treat was like in 2009 or something and i got the dvd at like a fred's or a big lots i got it at walmart yeah i remember seeing the trailer when i went and saw rob zombies halloween in theaters oh and yeah you told me, we, we did an episode yep, on trick-or-treat yep, by the way go then, check out in the, in the archives guys. yeah well, uh yeah, where my ex-wife uh rudely interrupted us uh because she wanted to go somewhere so uh that was great um i think i edited that out but yeah you probably did but um <laughs> yeah dude it's it's yeah yeah, he's a, he's a semi icon. I'm glad you put him there without even any argument. Yeah, no, I think we're. I think I think a lot of people are going to agree with that. Next up, we have Freddy Krueger. You know, Christian, I I, I think shut up. Back enough, <laughs> you fucking icon. Like, do, there's no. Do we even have to have a conversation? No, I, but go ahead. You don't want to hear what you want to say. Icon, icon. I I would, dude. You've made the argument to me that Jason is the biggest of the big three in pop culture. I would, I, I kind of feel that way. I know, but I would, I would disagree. I would disagree. I think that his movies were the most accessible to teenagers, to, to anyone in the eighties. They were easily the most accessible. You want, you want boobs, you want blood, go see Friday the 13th. Everybody can enjoy it. Nightmare on Elm Street is different. Halloween is different. Um, I think that's why I like both those franchises more than Friday. I think they offer more than just the surface level. And for that reason, I would argue, God, it's, it's here. Here's how, here's why I come to that conclusion. I feel 
just being in the horror community and world, I feel it's two to one for people that prefer Friday the 13th as a franchise over Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel that way. Maybe I'm a part of the, I know I have like Deandra and the final girl. She made the Fred heads documentary. Like I know there's the Elm Street culture and I've kind of worked my way into that. And I've met people and stuff like that, but I feel like it's two to one. The people that prefer Friday the 13th, they'll say, Oh, Friday the 13th is my favorite franchise. I feel like I hear that more than anything. Maybe not Halloween, maybe not, but over Elm Street, I feel that way. I could be wrong, but I just go off based of what I experience. Like, I don't know that many people that say, in my personal life, I don't know that many people that say, oh, Elm Street is my favorite far over Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yeah, you're not wrong. That, that's pro- that is, but I think that goes back to what I said. It's, it's a lot more accessible. But if you wanted, if you wanted to ask me, as somebody that doesn't have a dog in that fight, because Halloween is obviously my favorite, I would say a Nightmare on Elm Street's more iconic. What's more iconic? The ch-ch-ch or the oh, it's absolutely nightmare. Like you, it's so, and there's so much character to Freddy. He's, I just, there, there's not a lot of character to Jason. Oh and, yeah. If that, I get what you're saying. And I agree to me, there's to be Freddy's the greatest horror character ever invented. I agree with you on that for sure. If that's what you're driving at. Yeah, sure yeah. That's what you're saying. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is uh, above Michael, above Jason. Absolutely. Like that's probably the greatest ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, we we obviously don't disagree on Icon. Like that is that is a no brainer. But um, yeah, that's where I sit with it. All right. Next up, we've got the Hell Priest, aka Pinhead from Hellraiser. Christian in my heart. This is what you got to ask yourself. I I know what I have to ask myself. Do the number of mediocre straight to video entries affect the status of the character? And that's why I corrected myself near the beginning of this episode. And I said, there's going to be a series later that we're going to get to because we're asking about the character. We're not asking about the franchise as a whole and the quality of the movies. We're asking how iconic is said character. And in my heart of hearts, <clears throat> Pinhead is far more interesting than Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees, period, point blank. After Freddy Krueger, I think Pinhead is the second best created. Whether it's Doug Bradley's performance, the lines, the memorable moments, it, it just, yes, Pinhead is, is phenomenal. But when I look in the zeitgeist, it ain't talked about like the others. It's just not. As much as I love that character and I love that franchise, warts and all, it's just not on the same level. I wish it were. It's not. But I think those first four movies in particular are enough to put Pinhead in semi-icon. I'd love to put him in icon because I think after, aside from Freddy Krueger, there is no greater horror character, more memorable to me. But I think in the zeitgeist, he's a semi-icon. Let me Most people you, know who he is. Let me. Well, well, I was going to say, is that not an icon to you? If you show a picture to 100 people, do you know who that is? How many people do you would say, oh, my, I remember that. I remember him. 
That's uh, Pinhead. That's uh, Hellraiser. How many people do you think would know who he is? A lot. And uh, my mom, when she was here a couple weeks ago and I was watching one of the Hellraiser movies, she heard a line. She wasn't even in the family room, but she heard one of the lines that Doug gave. And she was like, are you watching those Pinhead movies? That's what she said. She didn't say Hellraiser. Right. So, I mean. I think he's an icon. Fuck it. Do it, man. You don't have to convince me. I said in my heart, he's an icon. He's absolutely an icon in my heart. I don't give a shit what anybody says. And so many people it's allow. Not a, it's, there's more than just the movies. It's about yeah, how the they penetrate yes. culture. Yes. And you know I, I think, I, would you agree with me that after Freddy Krueger, Doug Bradley's pinhead is probably the next most memorable. Well, once, yeah. I mean, I think everybody has the story of, I'll never forget walking down the VHS aisle and looking at the cover of Hellraiser and it stopped me in my tracks. I think everybody has that story. Yeah. How could you not? I think everybody has that story. And he's just so insanely quotable. There's just, yeah. Icon. Fuck it. Piss the normies off. Let's do it. I mean, that's how I feel. It's not, it's not about how many of the movies you like or dislike. That's not what it's about. Next up, we've got Hannibal Lecter. Icon. I mean, that that easy for you, huh? It Silence of the Lambs alone, alone. Like, yes, yeah. We can go back to Manhunter. We can talk about Red Dragon. We can talk about Hannibal, Hannibal Rising, Hannibal the TV show. Question is, for you. Yeah. Are you a fan of Hannibal? Not the TV show, the 2000 film. I am. It's very different than Silence of the Lambs, whereas Silence of the Lambs is more like a psychological. It is a horror film, but it is a lot more psychological and like cat and mouse thriller aspects. And Hannibal is a more straight up, almost slasher movie. Um, in comparison, is he not as scary outside of the glass. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. When when he, I mean, you're, you're right. You're, I'm more scared of him when he's in the cell. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, because you're like, what is this motherfucker going to do? Like, I get, I get goosebumps every time she walks up and you see him stand. When you see him standing there, proper mm-hmm. up like that, dude, I, I fucking lose my shit. I can't believe that they were going to use somebody else before him. The yeah. director wasn't the first guy picked, Jonathan Demme. He was like the third choice. Uh, Lecter, uh, I don't even think, I think Hopkins was like the... They were going to use somebody. I think Nicholson was actually up for the running. They wanted him, but he was too busy. They wanted somebody else. I cannot remember who it was, but somebody else was going to do it. And then for the, something happened, he backed out. So Hopkins was like the third guy that they chose. And it's just amazing how fate works. I mean, icon, right? You, there's no argument. Silence yeah. of the Lambs is one of the greatest horror films of all time. And yes, he's the most memorable thing in it. So, yeah. Icon. <clears throat> Dude, when yep. he's when he's like attacking those cops when they moved him into like that cell at the at that big like was that the where was he at in some kind of like big civic uh, yeah yeah he's at, he's at the top yeah and he's in the yep yeah how did he get that one cop hung up like that I don't know I, he got, he took that face off too and fucking oh <laughs> there's my God. yeah he slowed I, his heart rate down to make mm-hmm. it seem like he was dying like it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Next one. Next up we have Tim Curry's Pennywise the Clown. 
It's no secret to you guys that listen or watch the podcast that I prefer it and it chapter two to the miniseries, although I love the first half of the miniseries. But I grew up on that miniseries. It scared the shit out of me as a child. And no matter how much I think the new films overall in quality are better, there is absolutely undeniably no question that Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown is an icon. Like, I icon. Because you go back, and even Christian, as somebody that does like the miniseries as well, when you go back, you notice so many of the warts. Like, so many of the, oh, that's kind of corny, all oh, that kind of, eh. But you're just waiting for him to show up again. He grabs your attention every single time. That is the most memorable fucking clown in the history of cinema. Icon. Agreed. I mean, I just don't even know how you could argue that he's not. Next up, we have Warwick Davis's Leprechaun. I'm going to let you take this one because I know where I want to go with this one, but I want to hear you state your case. It's an interesting question. I don't know where I would go. Um, Here's the thing. If you ask the average person, do you know who Leprechaun is? They would say yes, but they would chuckle. (laughs) So it's either semi-icon or cult. He's certainly more known than Blade or Reanimator. But what's the definition of iconic? Well, it's that's the thing. I think I, I know. Are you? I know. Yeah. I, I did. Did Leprechaun penetrate the culture? I like, don't know about that. No, he's. I think he's a semi icon. I really do. The character, I think, is a semi icon. Everybody knows that little green fucker. Everybody. Yeah, that's where I would go to. You can say the movies suck, but you cannot say that if you said the Leprechaun, people wouldn't know. Like that, that little bastard terrified a generation of kids in the nineties. My brother being one of them, he busted his head open as a child because he, we had an unfinished basement and it had the wooden stairs where there were openings at every stair. And he was worried that the leprechaun was going to grab his ankle one night when he was going up the stairs. So he turned the lights off. And did the thing where you turn the lights off and you run up the stairs because you're scared. He did that and tripped because the lights were off, fell backwards and busted his head open. Why? Because he was scared the leprechaun was going to get him. Damn. That's a true story. Oh, my mom used to walk around the house going, I'm the leprechaun. Like, just like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, an, he's a semi-icon for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Next up, we have the tall man, Angus Scrim. All right, Christian, you tell the people where you put him and why. It's it's very difficult to decide definitively. I look at the tall man as iconic as the rest of them. Is he as well known? I don't think so. I think Phantasm is an upper echelon horror film, but you go to Walgreens, you go to Spirit Halloween, you don't see merchandise for it. 
but I have so much respect for the character of the tall man. If you see the movies and you see his presence on screen, it's undeniable. Um, out of sheer respect for Angus, my gut wants me to go. Part of me wants to go to cult, but there's another part of me that wants to put him in semi-icon. And I don't know where to go. Maybe I can break the ice here. I think if you're a horror fan. Ravager sucks, by the way. It does Brandon, suck. Sorry, Brandon. It's terrible. Um, I think if you're a horror fan, <clears throat> you're familiar with Anger Scrim. You're obviously familiar with the tall man. Even if you only know, boy, like, I, I, I don't even know if that's my favorite line in that movie. I think my favorite line is, you think when you die, you go to heaven. Go to heaven, you come to us. Yeah. Oh, so that was great. That was two, by the way. Which yeah, is my yeah, favorite two, one. Two is the best one, yes. Yeah. Um, Look. But a normie on the street, like you said, do you see the merchandise at Spirit or Walmart? Do you even really see the movies out in those places? No. But didn't you get didn't you get the Phantasm movies on Blu-ray? I mean, I've got like Walmart. Uh, yes, I did for thirty dollars, all five yeah. of them in a Blu-ray set. Um, I've got the ridiculous one hundred ninety nine dollar. <laughs> don't think I didn't see that online. People reselling it, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I can pay that much. But I would say Colt. I would. I, I really would. Like you said, for Angus, you, you kind of want to go semi-icon. But if you look at it... screen presence is incredible. Yes, but you look at it as a whole. Iconic, like how how many people in everyday life know him? Not enough. Not a, I'd say cult. I really would. When I did my Phantasm like, review series on my channel, dude, they, they didn't get hardly any views. I remember getting comments of people like, I love this series. Like, I'm so glad you're talking about it. But like, normies don't care. And you have to take that into consideration when you're talking about iconic status. You have to. That's true. Cool. Okay. It's a shame. More of you guys should watch those movies. But, you know, just not Ravager. It sucks. <clears throat> <laughs> Next up, we have Damien from The Omen. Yeah, this one's easy for me. Cult. I think in the 70s, it scared people for sure. Like my mom. Like, and it made people terrified of people named Damien. <laughs> but I think that's worn off now. I mean, I don't think most people give two shits about the Omen. I really don't. I You just don't hear it talked about. You don't see, you haven't seen a movie in almost 20 years. Like, I think it's cult, man. I really do. I mean, are you a fan of the first Omen? I like the second one, too. Dude, I, I know you'll probably get really pissed off at me for saying this. I like the Omen more than the Exorcist. No, I get that. I completely get that. I think the... I, look, I think the first Omen... That scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, And I know a lot of people actually like the remake. I did not at no, all. No, I, I didn't like... I don't <laughs> like... I really don't like any of them. Uh, two's good. Two's good, but... And I like Sam Neill, but... To me, just the first one was it. Yeah, and like and perfect movie. I think the most iconic thing in the Omen is <clears throat> it's all it's for you. Oh, like, you know, you know what fucks me up in the Omen, dude? It's when the glass sheet flies out and kills uh, your boy. I forget his name. Uh, um, the guy who's gonna play Freddy. Uh, he's in every fucking movie. He's on. The, he's in the Titanic. He's he's in everything. Kevin Bacon. 
No, 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 no. no. David Warner. David Warner. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh David Warner. God, yes. When he gets like, when he gets his head cut off. Holy shit. And did you see the Cursed Films episode on The Omen? I think I told you about that series on Shudder. I started watching Cursed Films. I watched Poltergeist. Did I watched, you see, uh, I did not see Film. The Omen one, though. Dude, The Omen one's incredible. Incredible. And that's a Richard Donner film. And mm-hmm. Richard Donner is just... He's one of those directors that literally could do anything. Could direct anything. Lethal Weapon, The Omen, The Goonies assassins with stallone and antonio banderas he could direct anything i love the omen i think it is the, one of the greatest horror films ever but the character of damien is certainly cult i would agree which is a shame i think the the, the word the omen is iconic yes but, but damien yeah <clears throat> okay next up we have Ghostface, which is so interesting because of the way that license works like the you, it's it's weird that you don't see Scream merchandise, you see Ghostface merchandise. Yep. It's in the same font as the Scream movie. It's kind of annoying. It's because of Fun World, man. The, I mean, they, I, yeah. they did the right thing. They're geniuses, mm-hmm. you know. They mm-hmm. got the best deal of all. They they had their ch- cheap ass Halloween mask being a great movie, <laughs> and they they became multi millionaires off of it. Um, um, it's it's like it's iconic. Ghostface is iconic. But I mean, but here here's the thing you got to ask yourself. I'm not, I'm not trying to just change your mind on anything. Is every Ghostface iconic? Every no person that but, was the character. No, but we're asking as is Ghostface iconic, and Ghostface is whoever is donning the mask and robe. It's not specific. It right. is just whoever is in that mask and robe. That character. That hooded character with that mask is iconic, 100%. And there might be people from an older generation that don't agree, but guys, what you're seeing right now with Scream is what they saw in the 80s with Freddy and Jason and what you saw in the, you know, you saw at points with Michael too. Like this, this is, this is it right now. This is it. Well, I would actually argue the opposite. I would probably feel that the older people would be like, oh, the younger kids really don't even understand how much it penetrated the world. Because I remember just being a little kid, dude, in the late 90s when when Halloween came. And in New Orleans, Halloween was massive. I mean, you couldn't the, – the police had to block off my subdivision. So many people would come in. The police had to block it off. There was safety concerns. And – so many people were, were were scream. I called it scream as a kid. I didn't know the term. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, you know, it was. I think it was hysteria back then. It's not hysteria now, but it was back then. But even more so than that, after scream went away in two thousand, the masks were still in stores every single year. People still dressed up as Ghostface. It never went away. It's just like Saw to me. Mm-hmm. Even when it goes away and the movies stop. It still stays in the, the the culture of the world. You go to Walgreens, you'll get a ghost face mask. You go to Spirit, you'll always have get ghost face stuff. It never goes away. Even when it's the movies aren't happening, it's still a part of, of pop culture. That is to me, Ghostface is the absolute definition of a horror icon. Even though I don't claim to be a that's not true. I'm starting to like I think four is the only one I really, really don't like. Mm-hmm. I think you have to look at Ghostface is just as iconic and people gave me shit. And I will say this, 
you know, I always say, please, people, give Kevin Williamson credit. Please, for God's sakes, he wrote it. But Wes is the reason that that mask is in that movie. So, yeah, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, I love Sidney Prescott and I love Nev Campbell, but if you want to do a tribute to the success of Scream to its star power, you learned with the last movie, that shit don't matter. What matters is that that mask. It's oh yeah. Icon- where, where were all the people that were supposed to be upset boycott in that movie? By the way, yeah, exactly. Did they just not admit. Did they not? Did they not admit they went? To- oh, they went and saw it. Yeah, they went and saw it. <clears throat> justice for Nev Campbell. You know, <laughs> justice for Nev. You know, now she can only have a five story house instead of a six. Oh, <laughs> for God's sakes, Nev is fine. Next up, we have the Crypt Keeper. Think of, this is an interesting one. It is. I have an answer. You go. The Crypt Keeper is a fucking horror icon. The Crypt Keeper is Merchandise City. The Crypt Keeper is ruled, it ruled pop culture. Beers were using the Crypt Keeper. Budweiser was sponsored by the Crypt Keeper. When the show stopped, they still sold shirts, toys. There was cartoons. If you have a cartoon, you are an icon. There was a cartoon for the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper is an all-time icon. Yeah, I remember seeing that on TV all the time, late at night, man. Tales from the Crypt and like it. <clears throat> yeah, the Crypt Keeper was the cartoon. I think the name of the cartoon as yep. well. Yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I won't argue with you. Yeah, come on, I would, it's like, I come. Yeah. It's like, dude, that is an eye. The Crypt Keeper is a fucking horror icon. Honestly, I'm just wondering if we're going to have anybody hit the back of the line. Well, again, I mean, like, I'd have to really start digging. And the, the thing is, like, I would have to purposely look for back of the lines, yeah. which is what made it tough. Yeah. Next up, we have Cropsy from The Burning. Mm, I think this is going to be the second one that I'm going to put into subculture. Like I said, I, I, I think your your average avid slasher fan, avid horror fan knows, but your average horror fan as a whole probably doesn't. I would agree. But let me ask you this. Do you think more people – this is probably really difficult to answer. But do you think more people know Harry Warden or Cropsey? Or do you think they just don't know? I I think it's about the same. Honestly, I really do. How many people could you go into? Think about it this way. Where would you see a lot of normies, horror fans, average horror fans? If you went into a spirit Halloween, you know, the girls and guys with the tattoos and the gauged earrings and their horror t-shirts. And you're like, yo, what do you guys think about Cropsy? Like the fuck? (laughs) Most of them would have no idea. Or you said, what do you think about Harry Warden? Who? So, yeah, I think they're kind of like the same tier, which I think they belong in the same tier. Fair enough. No disrespect, but... I I almost thought maybe Cropsey could have gone in back of the line. (laughs) I was thinking about it too, man. I really was. Next up, we've got Norman Bates from Psycho. Back of the line. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking icon, bro. Come on. All right. Some people revere it as the greatest horror film of all time. I would disagree, but yeah, he's an icon. Next up, we have Pennywise the Clown from the re-adaptation of the novel, the movies, if you will. 
played by Bill Skarsgård. Okay. I have as an interesting the, opinion on this. As the bigger fan of these movies between the two of us, I can tell you that anytime you make two R-rated horror movies that make $1.2 billion combined in two movies and be the highest grossing R-rated horror film of all time, chapter one, you, you've got a lot to stand on. You remember in 2017 how it took the world by storm. Like everyone and their fucking dog went and saw that movie. Everyone. <laughs> but I do not think Bill Skarsgård is as iconic as Tim Curry. So the popularity factors into it. But I'm going to say semi-icon. I can't believe I'm arguing with you on this. I think You're going to say icon? Dude, that Pennywise is equally as merchandise today. Equally. You can... And it hasn't gone away. You can put it there because I love those movies. And in my heart of hearts, I wouldn't it, argue with you. And in some cases, it's actually replaced the original in terms of merchandises and stores. Replaced it. Okay, I, 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 I'll, 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 I'll let you have it. I do think we're going to get some arguments in the comments about it. I do. Because I do think that Tim Curry is more iconic. So it almost feels like blasphemy to put him in the same tier. But you're right. Merchandising, you know, marketability, how many people recognize it, how popular were the movies. I, I'd yeah. say it's the same exact amount, if not more, for the remake. Yeah, put it in there. Fuck it. Icon. You made it. I mean, mind you, I like the original better. You do, but I, I know. I think, I think, dude, when the, when those movies came out, literally, and the movies are done, but like it hasn't gone away, and they consistently sell merchandise. And if it never, if it doesn't replace the re, it doesn't replace the original merchandise. It sells the same amount. It's got it. It's. It's it's a part of culture now. That Pennywise is a, pol- a part of pop culture. Yeah, yeah. You won't get argument from me. I see the picture for the next one. This one's interesting. I want you to take this one. What's the name of this guy again? Lipstick Face Demon. Is that really the name of him? Yep. Lipstick Face Demon? Mm-hmm. So for those just listening, what we're talking about is the Darth Maul character from Insidious. Um, Meth Maul. It's his cousin. Yeah. I mean, I know where I would go. How many Insidious movies was he in? He's in the first one. He's in the fifth one. And he gets a cameo in the third one. But barely. Or maybe it's the fourth one he gets cameo in. No, it's the third one. I can't remember. Have I don't seen? think I don't think he's does he's earned being an icon or a semi icon yet, personally. I think when you think of Insidious, you think of the people. Over him, I think you think of Lynch. One of the greatest jump scares of all time. I think you think of. I'm not taking that away, but I think if you ask the average person about Insidious, I think what they would probably bring up is 
Patrick or the wife or or Lynn Shay above him. I think there's so much going on in those movies in terms of scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think he's an. I think he's cult. Let me tell I you. I think something. the movie. I think the movies are so so pop culture, but I don't think you don't see him merchandise. You don't see him on the nope. store shelves. You don't see. I think he's cult. He is overrated because of the one of the greatest jump scares of all time. Everything else he does in that that first movie, meh. In the fifth movie, might as well have not even been there. Dead ass. Cult. I agree. You won't get any argument from me. The movies are more popular than he is. Let me keep score for the people listening. Right now in the icons bracket, we have Alien, Jigsaw, Candyman, The Shining's Jack Torrance, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, Hannibal Lecter, Tim Curry's Pennywise, Ghostface, The Crypt Keeper, Norman Bates, and Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise. In semi-icon, we have Predator, Donald Pleasance's Dr. Loomis. We have Sam from Trick or Treat and Warwick Davis's Leprechaun. In the cult bracket, we have Blade representing Puppet Master, Herbert West with Reanimator, the Tall Man from Phantasm, Damien from The Omen, the Lipstick Demon from Insidious. And in subculture, we have Harry Warden and Cropsey from the two 80s one-off slasher films. Next up, we have one Jason Voorhees. And this is where we set the record straight again. It's an icon. Absolute icon. Stop it. Just stop it. What are you referring to? You already know. I mean, like, again, guys, cannot preface enough by saying, like, everybody has their list. But, Cody, you you got under my skin because I'm not even a big Jason fan. And I was like, oh, come what did, on. What did Cody say? I think he put him a tier below the top tier. So, like, you could make it, you, you could make that argument. And he did say, he was like, you know, I based this off nostalgia, like my personal feelings on the franchise. So, yeah, if you're leaning more subjective, totally fine. But objectively, he's an icon. Yeah. Which is how I think I'm tackling this a lot more too. Obviously, I'm talking about merchandise and mm-hmm. Walgreens. <laughs> I we brought up Walgreens uh, more times than not. I already said this earlier, but we like Cody. We're friends of Cody's. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, he inspired us doing this. Yes. This is all to give justice for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was hashtag justice for Jason. <laughs> well, there's that, guys. Moving on, we have Art the Clown. We're gonna piss some people off with this one, Christian. I know we are. Colt. He's Colt. Really? He just is. He just is. I mean, Christian, Terrifier 2 was a big success for what it was, but it still made $15 million. Like, Insidious made that in its opening weekend. More than that. Double that. Like, But what about the cross-multiply and divide, though? Uh, you know, By budget? Yes. I... I There are other factors, absolutely. But when I look at it, what have we been talking about? A bunch. Marketability, recognizability. You're not seeing that. This was the first year at Spirit where I saw anything Terrifier related. What did you see? I didn't see anything. There was a Terrifier t-shirt on their shirt wall. And uh, there were socks. I believe that, yeah, socks. Oh, you're an icon if you got socks, dude. (laughs) Yeah. There was, I can't remember. There was another thing, but there wasn't any of these like plush collectible. There wasn't any of the ceramic collectibles. There's, it's not there yet. Do I think art can and will get there? 100%. But he's not there yet. He, Terrifier, 
and Terrifier 2 are the definition of cult horror films. It's cult. All right. I uh, I guess I can concede. I almost I know you wanted to put him in semi. I know you did. Well, I think he's really close. If he's he not is. there, he's really close because I'll never forget. I've listened to Howard Stern since I was a kid. And for him to say the biggest, maybe not anymore, but Howard, people, Howard's an icon. You know, everybody knows who Howard Stern is. He's the biggest radio DJ of all time. For him to stop the show to talk about this movie and say, this Terrifier 2 movie is making people gag in the theaters. Like, what is this? And he starts talking about the clown, everything. You're, you're arriving. I feel like he was talked about on every news station, on Howard Stern, he broke. It was insane. I mean, this was just a year ago. We were experiencing this. Like, the the penetration mm. of this movie coming out was fucking insane. It was on every, every news station was talking about it. That's why I'm close to wanting to say semi-icon. One more movie. One more movie. A little bit more merchandising. Little bit more recognizability. I'll agree with you. Terrifier three, I think, is gonna do five times what Terrifier Two did at the box office. It's gonna be a hit. And I think that is when you're really gonna see art break through. But I think still by definition it is cult. And <clears throat> I know someone in the comments right now is like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, but <laughs> all right. Next up we have the creeper from Jeepers Creepers one, two, three, and four. <laughs> was it the same creeper in four I, I don't i don't think so and who are we talking are we talking about the creeper or victor salva which creeper <laughs> look um for me i think with just how memorable that first movie is and everybody knows that first movie i think he's a semi-icon but i don't think he's an icon because one the bad publicity with everything there, really dragged this down from ever being super marketable. You don't see a lot of Jeepers Creepers merch. You, you just don't. Um, I was surprised to find this cup today. Um, but I do think that first movie was so impactful and people love and revere that movie so much that I do think he belongs in semi-icon. I do. Yeah. I think I think if you're a cult, if you have a cult film and you go away for... Uh, X amount of years and you release a movie for one night and it's still really successful. And then you go away again and you have all this drama behind the scenes. And then you put out another movie again for two nights at a movie theater and you're still wildly successful. I think you've, I think you've earned that credit to be a semi icon. And I think had there had been no, if, if 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 anybody else, if somebody with a clean record, put it to you this way, had created this character, and um, it would have never gone away. It probably would have lasted a little bit longer, and I think uh, he would have penetrated the pop culture even more. We'd so, have ten I, movies, ten movies by now. Yeah, it goes semi icon. Mm-hmm. Jeepers Creepers Two has like one of the greatest endings of a horror movie I've ever seen, and there was yes. no and never followed up on it. It's just a tragedy, hey, dude. It's great too because like people uh, a lot of times will try, like they'll really talk about how our tastes can be different, but like when we're being objective, we're agreeing on everything. Yeah, we can be objective, guys. We can. 
Michael Myers is an icon, obviously. Unless if there's anything you want to add, feel free. But no, I mean, for people at home, Michael Myers is an icon. He's, he's definitely an icon. Um, no, no, nothing to add. I will still always maintain that I think Michael and Freddie are bigger than Jason, but that's my opinion. I know. It, yeah, no, I, I definitely think you could you could argue that it's. I mean, Freddy is so iconic that despite the fact that there's only been one movie in the last uh, 15, uh, well, shit, uh, 19 years, yeah. 19 years, because Freddy versus Jason was two th- literally 20 years ago mm-hmm. and you had one remake. The fact that even though the merchandise is it's restocks every year and it sucks. And I know why, obviously, I think because of all the legal stuff it's probably hard to make new merchandise for Elm street right now. So it just seems like it's restock stuff all year, all year. And like, I will say if, if, and when a new movie does finally happen, I'm going to be overjoyed because we're going to get merchandise and new merchandise and it's going to be awesome. But the fact that he does not fucking go away, (laughs) you can never make another Elm street film. And every year there's going to be merchandise for it. That's something to be said. That's pretty cool. So, all right. Next up, we have Chucky from Child's Play. Oh, uh, icon. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chuck, Chucky's an icon. I don't think he's as iconic as the big three, but he's still an icon. Yeah. Yeah, again, just... Everybody knows who Chuck Chucky is for sure. Yep. All right, guys. Next up on the list, we have Pazuzu from The Exorcist. That infamous image. Are we just going off of that image or that everything? image? That image, which was not even really supposed to be in the movie, but he did it as like almost a gag, and people picked up on it. There's records of people fainting in the theater when that popped up on screen. All right, then you tell me. You tell me what you think. Because listeners, if you're new to the podcast, Christian's favorite Exorcist film is Exorcist 3. So I don't think there's a lot of bias here. I think the greatest horror film of all time is The Exorcist, though Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite. I don't know. I I love this image for sure. And the fact that it's literally a flash on screen mm. and it made people faint and run out of the theater. That's incredible. Um, I'd give them semi icon. <laughs> like if people like people know what that is. I was going to say semi, but I didn't want to seem disrespectful. But I, I, I'll, because it's not the most memorable thing from The Exorcist. It's just not. But the fact that it's in the conversation, it's, it's literally 0.03 seconds. Yes. But I'd say semi. I'd say semi. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. You ready to piss people off, Christian? <laughs> um, yeah, because because up next we've got Sydney actually reminded me to put this on the list. <laughs> Captain Spaulding representing the House with Thousand and Firefly and Devil's Rejects films. 
though when the movies came out, they weren't huge hits. They were modest hits. Guess what Rob Zombie's never been able to escape from? The Firefly family. Guess what people always ask him about? The Firefly family. Guess who's the most recognizable? Captain Spaulding. Guess what? He comes out damn near 20 years after Devil's Rejects, throws together a more low-budget sequel, and it goes in theaters for two, three nights, is wildly successful, one of Fathom Events' most successful releases. And what does everybody talk about? There wasn't enough Captain Spaulding because, unfortunately, Sid Haig passed away. So if you want to talk Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, Three from Hell as a whole, that's different. You want to talk about Captain Spaulding? That motherfucker's an icon. An icon, yeah. Without mm-hmm. question. I agree. So for all you guys that shit on Rob Zombie, that for man all you will, jackasses out there. He made an icon. He made a horror icon. Chew on that. Quit ringing that damn bell. Fuck yeah, dude. Next up, we have The Strangers. This is interesting because you had this movie, this one-off movie at the time that came out in 2008. Made $100 million. Was super successful, scared the hell out of people. I'll never forget people running out of the theater. Mm Mm-hmm. And as as quickly as it arrived, it went away. But and it didn't really go away. Pray at Night came out, only what made like it? twenty million. Pray at Night came out, and you got to put that into. But here, here's the thing about that. I was a fan of The Strangers since the first time I saw it. Big fan. But when Pray at Night came out, I don't even remember hearing about it coming out. And the marketing was terrible, and it took ten years, ten fucking years. Now, having said that, though, Christian, what did you say earlier? When you can go away for a decade and, and make a new movie away. and not go away, you're an icon. They went away, and then the second movie came out, and it didn't really make any money. So I love the second movie. I prefer it because it's just more of a straight-up old-school slasher movie. Um, you like it over the first one? Yes. Oh, it's, it's so much more fun. It's, it's so, fun, but and how scary is that first movie? It, it is, it is, but I'm telling you, also, there's a Christina Hendricks bias. The mom in Pray at Night, she is, fu- oh my God, the things I do. So, look, I... I think it's, they're semi-iconic. I was teetering on cult. Um, you know, I, I can see that too, because... They came and went, Christian. The, the, the first movie was a big hit, but what was popular around that time? Home invade. That's when home invasion movies were really popular. It just worked. It came at the right time. But as quick as it came, it went. I. If you would have yeah. asked me in 2010, I would have said semi icon. But you're asking me now, 15 yeah. years later, cult. And the, and the movies didn't really penetrate the merchandise world that much either. And it's not even the best home invasion movie from that era. Funny Games is the remake. That movie fucking rules. Yeah, I think Cole's probably right. I think that's probably right. Take Guys, taking nothing away from how great those two movies are. But when you're talking about longevity, and we'll see how this third one does. I was talking to somebody two days ago. 
that told me that the plan, that yes, the plan is for this new trilogy to go to theaters, not streaming. So we'll see how popular the strangers are when they come back. But I'm saying cold for right now. Next up, we have Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Icon. You can say what you want about the quality of films. You can say what you want. We're talking about Leatherface. Oh, uh, yeah. Next up, we have Annabelle. This is, this is difficult because I got to take my... Yeah, personal feelings out of it. Personal feelings out of it. Yeah, look, man. It's not an icon. Even even objectively, it's not an icon, but it's a semi-icon. It is. It's marketable as fuck. The Conjuring universe as a whole is super successful, and it's a big part of that universe. You see the dolls at Spirit Halloween. You see the merchandise. Everybody knows that doll. You could even make an argument for icon, but I don't think Annabelle is going to have the lasting impact 15 years from now. When did Annabelle show up first? Was it in City? The Conjuring. Conjuring, Conjuring or Conjuring 2? The Conjuring. It was the okay. opening scene of The Conjuring where it's the nurses talking about how they found they got this doll. and They, they got the doll. That's right. Yeah. I couldn't remember. That's crazy, man. That was just a scene in the movie. Yep, and it took off. I mean, it spread like wildfire. But, man, as soon as it came, it went. Like, they made a couple movies. They were successful. And that's it. Nobody's, they're not making any more Annabelle movies. Like they, the, the longevity is not, it's just not there. It's, it's not an original IP. It's based off of a real doll. And whether you believe these things happened or not, it was a real doll. And um, there's only so many stories you can tell about that doll. And I, so I think it's a semi icon. I do, but I don't think it's an icon. Yeah. Semi, I was going to say semi iconic too. It's certainly way more wildly popular than Darth Maul from Insidious. Yes. Yes. And last we have Tar Man from Return of the Living Dead. This is yours. Take it away. I would call him the most popular zombie, probably, ever. Um, Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead is borderline on a, as a movie on becoming semi-iconic. It's probably still relatively called. I'd probably put Tar Man in... in cult maybe five years ago i would have said subculture but i think tar i think return of the living dead constantly grows in popularity and i think tar man is probably breaking out of the film's growth a little bit so i think i would put tar man in cult i would as well i would as well because i think just at face value i think return of the living dead is by definition a cult horror film and I think that Tar Man is obviously the most memorable thing yeah. from that movie. So, well, that's it. That's that the is list. the that's the list. You don't need another list. Uh, if you're watching this right now and you can see us on screen, let me know if uh, you would change anything. And let me run through this so everybody on listening can get a grasp. In subculture, we have Harry Warden and Cropsey. In cult, we've got Puppet Master. Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator, the tall man from Phantasm, Damien from The Omen, Darth Maul from Insidious, Terrifier, the clown, Art the Clown, the Strangers, and Tar Man. And semi-iconic, we have the Predator, Dr. Loomis, Sam from Trick or Treat, Leprechaun, the Creeper, Pazuzu, and Annabelle. And icons, we have 
Leatherface, Captain Spaulding, Chucky, Michael Myers, Jason, Remake Pennywise, Norman Bates, The Crypt Keeper, Ghostface, Tim Curry's Pennywise, Hannibal Lecter, Pinhead, Freddy Krueger, Jack Torrance from The Shining, Candyman, Billy the Puppet, a.k.a. Jigsaw, a.k.a. John Kramer, whatever you want to call it, and Alien. It's interesting to look at this list now that it's done because you hear people all the time in the horror community, specifically when they talk about iconic movies, iconic characters, they treat that like it is such a holy grail that only few have ever treaded that ground. But I think, honestly, there's a lot more than people ever want to admit. And I think if you just take a second and think of some of these characters, there's no way. I don't think there's a single person we put an icon, except someone might argue Captain Spaulding, and someone might argue Billy the Puppet, Jigsaw, whatever. But I still think the facts are on our side. So I just think that that many iconic horror characters, maybe we should reevaluate how we parse this out sometimes thinking that oh, only the big three are the icons. There's a lot of icons. You can be more iconic than another, but you can still be an icon. The only thing I forgot to bring up was Bruce the shark from Jaws. But I was like, that's a shark. Yeah, Yeah, but he's an icon. (laughs) He is an icon. Yes. So that that was fun. Um, I'm interested to see how people feel about this. You know, kind of like when when we did the Blumhouse movies, like if you want to react to everyone and give your thumb up or thumb down, do it. <laughs> or take all the characters we put. Feel free to put your thoughts down below and uh, we'll make that happen. So there it is, guys. That was fun. That was the Horror Icons tier list. We haven't done a tier list in a while, so it was nice to do one of those. And that so, is definitive. That's it. I'm going to make a t-shirt with our tier bracket. I wonder if anybody would get it. And Hey, I keep seeing people are buying the You Need a Horror Podcast shirts on TeePublic. Please send us pictures when you get them. That way I can post it on the Instagram and stuff like that. So please, I see people get it. Don't be strangers. Message us on message You Need a Horror Instagram page and uh, DM us and we'll post it on the page and everything. So let us know. We appreciate you getting the shirts. Absolutely. So that's it, guys. Think of anything else you want to add before we wrap. Everything tastes better in the Halloween Resurrection Tumblr. <laughs> yes, it does. There you go, guys. We're going to leave it off right there. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Unora Podcast, and we'll be back before you know it. Take care. <laughs>